Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives, inspiring Christ followers to join Jesus in his mission in their everyday lives. Welcome to Rooftop Perspectives. I'm Michael Brewer, and this is John Whaley. Good to see you today, John. Good to see you, my friend. I'm excited about this upcoming interview. I, I know you are. I know you are. I, and John and I are glad that you've joined us today for another episode of Rooftop Perspectives. John and I pray that God will use Rooftop Perspectives each week to inspire you as you join Jesus where you live, work, and play, as you engage people with the gospel and as you're making disciples who make disciples. Today, we're looking forward to introducing to you another Christ follower who is also connected to the chosen but not as a background actor, but from the perspective that she is a TV and film publicist that has worked closely with The Chosen. So, John, introduce our guest to us for today. Well, Michael, today I am excited to introduce everyone to Jenny Bell McCullough. Um, as with Jennifer Crenshaw, I met Jenny Bell because um, she's part of The Chosen prayer team. And so when she joined the team um, several years ago, uh, we became acquainted, and I asked her several weeks ago, actually sent her a message during the prayer call and said, Jenny, I would, I would love to interview you for the podcast. So she shot me her email address, and we began the conversation um, of, of getting together so I could interview her for, for, for this podcast. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Jenny Bell. Jenny Bell is born and raised in Dublin, Ireland. Um, she has many hats. Um, and she loves wearing all of them, by the way. She's an entrepreneur, and she's a creative in both the health and wellness industry as well as arts, media, and entertainment. Um, she loves being involved in projects that encourage and uplift people, and one of her greatest joys is to sing, dance, act, produce, present, and partner in any way with what God is already doing in um, the most, this most influential industry, because really when you look at the entertainment industry, we talk about uh, where uh, Washington, D.C. may be in America, the, the, where the power is, Hollywood is where the influence is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is a highly influential industry. She grew up around media and entertainment, as you'll hear today, found herself coming alive most on film sets and events. She is the Irish chapter director of the Hollywood Prayer Network and also the arts and media lead at Transform Our World in Ireland. She counts a great privilege to be promoting movies and TV shows that have what she calls, and I love this phrase, Michael, a kingdom wellness flavor. I love that phrase. She works with a UK-based company called Cova International. She's also a Hollywood correspondent, a radio presenter of screen time, and producer at a Christian-run radio station called Spirit Radio, known as Ireland's Positive Sound. Most recently, she's been helping spread the word about The Chosen, as well as Jesus Revolution, Sound of Freedom, The Miracle Club, and Journey to Bethlehem as lead film publicist with Cova International in Republic of Ireland. And so without any further introduction, and bless me, that's that's not all she has done and all that she is doing. She is a very, very, very active um, follower of Christ in this industry. And so without any, any other further introduction, let me just um, let you sit back and enjoy this conversation I had recently with Jenny Bell McCullough. 
Jenny, it is so good to have you with me today on Rooftop Perspectives. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and life um, to join me. Honestly, it's it's a real privilege, John. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's super. Well, before we dive into the chosen, um, tell us tell us um, about Jenny, your life, your journey to Christ, uh, what God's doing in your life at present. Um, anything you want us to know about Jenny Bell? Right. Well, okay. I I was just saying to you earlier about uh, the many hats. I I have so many different hats. So it's it's a matter of, right, which hat are we going to talk about today? But I suppose with the chosen in mind, um, the the media part of me, the media hat that specifically is a TV and film publicist here in the Republic of Ireland. Um, that is the hat that I am currently very occupied with <laughs> and uh, specifically with the chosen. We, we've just filled a number of cinemas. We've been sold out. With the chosen and um it's very very exciting to see that so yeah that's that's with a company called cova international based in the uk but working with me in, here in ireland as well so very very exciting times with that um my own personal journey and faith um how i came to having so many hats <laughs> i think i think the thing that would define me in that area is actually that I am a very hungry learner. I absolutely love learning. I love just diving in and finding out how things work and everything so that, you know, um, so that I can be resourced, but also so I can resource others. So my two main passions in life really are wellness and media. And on some occasions, I have the privilege of the two of them converging where wellness is coming through media and if that's happening I'm a very happy lady because it means that people are going to see uh, projects productions like The Chosen like Jesus Revolution Sound of Freedom that are actually transformative they're they're going into the cinema one way but they're coming out having having had an experience that's changed them um and of course we we as christians we know that when the presence of god is on a project it's it's nearly impossible to be the same uh the same way that you came in to watching something uh when you come out you you have been impacted by it um so for me my media journey i suppose arts media entertainment journey really kind of came from my family background and as I talk about this, as I share it with different people, I, I start putting puzzle pieces together from my childhood and I go, oh, my gosh, I was around my grandparents. I, I had the privilege of growing up with my grandparents and my three brothers and myself and my mum and dad. So there was eight of us in our house um, and my grandparents had a separate area at the top of the house and they were very involved in um, musicals entertainment they were very much like my my grandpa was quite a famous singer in his day and my granny used to play piano and prepare him and get him warmed up before he went out for events and I would be tucked down behind the couch with my brother watching them prepare um when I was this little girl kind of going wow this is amazing and my grandpa's all dressed beautifully and he has this coat of arms around his neck and he's you know he's getting ready to go out and perform and I think that deeply impacted me. And then from the other side, 
my dad um pretty much all like most of his professional life all of my life um that he was still alive um he was 40 plus years working in um one of the main broadsheet newspapers in Ireland so I constantly mm. saw how important news was how important media was getting the message right getting the even the actual paper itself right my my dad was very much involved with uh, making sure the paper got out back in the days when things weren't digitized the way they are now so yes you know that all impacted me and the journey and the route I would take into this industry and yeah what else were you asking me you asked me about my faith um, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, the the faith side of me, um, I would I would definitely go back to my grandmother because growing up in a house with my grandparents, literally in the bedroom next door, um, you know, I would sometimes run into my granny to see her, and she'd be literally kneeling by the bed and praying, oh, and know. yeah, and oh, it even just it hits me now, just the power of that, you know, the power of of her prayers, which if I look back and I see my family and my extended family, we just had like the fruit of those prayers was all over our lives. And, you know, we noticed the difference when she, when she passed away. Mm -hmm. um, and in a sense, you know, um, there's definitely, you know, there's definitely faith in, in my family um, and my extended family um, more so a private sense of faith than a sharing sense of faith and so I grew up not you know I, I wouldn't be talking about God or necessarily uh, thinking of him in terms of a personal relationship but I knew that he was real and then when I was a teenager I went uh, to a camp um, you know these summer camps they're very yes. they're very powerful things they are <laughs> um, yeah so I went to a summer camp and um and that's when I remember looking just looking to a shaft of light I mean it was a very surreal moment it was like a shaft of light with the sun it was about to set and it was coming through this window and I just have this like wow God is real and he wants to have a relationship with me like he wants to he wants me to like have this constant communication with him this constant conversation that is what prayer is um and so yeah um i can definitely recognize his hand all the way through to those teenage years and through my teenage years as well and into into college was was really when i sort of came to understand what it meant to uh to know to know the Lord as my Lord, you know, to know him as someone that I'm submitting my life to, I'm surrendering my life to, and I'm yielding my life to. So yeah, from college, from college onwards, even in my last year in college, I was, I was wearing many hats and I was, I went for student union president, which is like student body president in America. And I did my finals and I got first class honors in that. So I'm like going up for uh, election and I'm doing my finals and I'm doing all these things and it was like it was because I suddenly had this amazing life-giving 
wisdom sharing relationship with God where I was receiving so much more from him. So um, yeah, it's been an adventure ever since. <laughs> Amen. It's a great, that's a great story. I love how, yeah, camps are powerful. Um, they are, they can really impact a teenager's life. So that's a great, I love that story. Well, let's, yeah, let's yeah. shift over to the chosen. Of course, our connection is of course on the chosen prayer team. Um, that that's how we met, um, several years ago when you began joining us on the, on the prayer team. And of course, both of us are, are huge fans of the chosen. We love the chosen, but your connection goes beyond simply being a fan. Um, and, um, so tell us, tell us more about your connection with the chosen and how that, how that came about. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, one of my media hats is working in a radio station here in Ireland called Spirit Radio. And um, we're basically the only Christian radio station that is on the dial, so to speak. You know, it's on the, the broadband. We do have digital ones also um, and ones that are on television, you know, on the satellite channels. But we're the only ones that are on the, the main, uh, you know, radio waves and right. you pick up with your car and everything and so I was working with them and I was their Hollywood correspondent and I was also doing this screen time little excerpt that would be coming on during the ads where I'm recommending different different shows and different movies to watch um, that would be uplifting and encouraging so that was called screen time and I, I kind of indirectly then was getting into contact with people who were making these movies or promoting them and through that uh, was really how I came to um, working with Cova International um, as lead film publicist and TV publicist here in Ireland. And it is, uh, yeah, it's been a wild, <laughs> a wild journey since because in a sense, this production, like The Chosen really is pioneering all over the world. Yes. It's not just, it's not just like in some markets and that sort of thing, it's, it's I don't know of any TV series that has actually gone into cinemas for its first and second episode or its <laughs> finale episodes. I mean, it's like, huh. OK, and people aren't going to wait to watch this at home on their TVs. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> of course no, not. we're going to be selling out cinemas. Yes, we are. Um, and it's the power of even just the communal experience. You know, I was sitting in the cinema last night for um, season four, episode one and two. And I was I was sitting in the cinema, which was absolutely jam packed full. In fact, we had people waiting. We had a waiting list of people who hadn't booked their tickets in advance. Uh, I was like an Irish mammy, John. I was like, please book your tickets in advance. Don't, right. Don't come to the cinema empty handed. Bring your tickets. Um, but yeah, we still... <laughs> We had to we had to fit everybody in. And then it was the door was closed. It was like Noah's Ark. It's like, that's it. We're jammers. <laughs> no more. You know? Um, so yeah, it was uh beautiful to just enjoy that communally, to enjoy that and to see people chatting and laughing and even maybe wiping a little tear afterwards because something had impacted them. So um yeah, we just had the London premiere last week and it was amazing. It was, I I could not tell you the amount of prayers that were answered. Mm -hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. Bringing the presence of Jesus to Leicester Square in London where all the big premieres happen. It, it just was wild. 
and I could I could genuinely sense the presence of God's angels ministering to so many people it was amazing and just one little miracle I will tell you on that if you don't mind because um on the Sunday which is the day before I was due to fly over from Dublin and I ended up sitting on the plane for like two hours over two hours because storm winds were so bad in Mm. Dublin and in Ireland we had storm Aisha and uh, we basically just had to sit and wait and wait and wait until the winds died down and the plane you could actually feel the plane rocket a bit and it was a huge plane you know um so that wind was due in leicester square the following day and if you got to see if you want to watch any of the uh the premiere it's actually a whole the whole thing has been live streamed and it's on uh the chosen tv series um channel on youtube mm-hmm. um, over an hour's coverage and there's banners of all of the actors that are going to be there. And they're up, like, ready to fly in the wind if a storm comes, <laughs> you know? And these, like, 60-mile-an-hour winds were were due, and they just didn't come. They just did not come. And our production team were, you know, in, in our end, we say they were having kittens. Uh, they were so nervous. <laughs> they were so, so petrified that you know, something would fly, something would fall, somebody would get injured. Um, but the amount of prayer that was covering that event, you know, it, it all went very calmly and it was outdoor and there was a teeny bit of rain and that was it. So thank you, Lord. It's amazing. I'm so glad you shared that story because I had it in my notes to ask you to share that story if you didn't <laughs> spontaneously because you shared it last week on the prayer call and it was just an amazing showing again God's hand yeah. on this series. And, you know, many, especially Hollywood, are just surprised at the global impact that the chosen, and I, and I would dare say probably Dallas is probably the most surprised of all at all of all. Um, he's just continually amazed at how how God has taken this series that started with that pilot shot very rudimentary on a farm. Um, called The Shepherd, and how God has taken that little pilot and now created now into its fourth season, this amazing, amazing series. And and God's hands obviously on this. And we and we see that even in the story you just told about how everybody was expecting this massive storm. And God, God just took it somewhere else and ceased the ceased the winds. And and so the showing and the and the premiere could go forth. Um Let's talk about the the impact of the chosen. First of all, how has it impacted your life personally? Gosh, um, I would say number one, the timing of the show coming during COVID. You know, um, like all of our worlds were changed. You know, in some way during COVID, yes. and you know, for a show to come along that it wasn't just telling nice jesus stories it was it was literally telling like it was the word of god being Mm -hmm. spoken over the screen uh in a way that looked and felt and sounded and narrated in a way that was just so beautiful um and so relatable so for me personally um i a lot of people think I'm a mad extrovert, you know, but I would describe myself 
as an extroverted introvert because I really do like my own space. I like I like to just have a bit of time to, you know, just ponder life and, you know, write and think and journal and do those sort of things and pray. I haven't had as much of that time in the last while, but you know, there's, there's grace for every season, but when, when the chosen came along, you know, I, I had just, uh, set up a wellness, um, like a wellness workshop. I had been working away on that, developing it and delivering it in, a in colleges here in Dublin. And then ironically, the first week of lockdown, everything shut down. So I had spent all this time working on an interactive wellness workshop. I delivered one of them and then everything shut down. Oh, um, wow. And, and yeah, so, so the chosen came at a time when like everybody, our lives were changing. They were looking different. They were challenged. Um, I'm not sure the exact timing of when I found it, but it was a friend in the U S actually she's U S a British friend of mine, Emily, that introduced me to it and said, you need to check this out. It's amazing, you know? Um, so I found it when season one, I think, it, you know, it it was I'm not sure exactly how long it had been released, but it was kind of early enough on. Um, and, and yeah, like it wasn't just the chosen, like even with Jonathan Rumi, when he'd go live during lockdowns on his in Instagram and pray and, I mean, I was tuning in from a lot of different angles because all of these things, including Hollywood Prayer Network Friday Friday calls, they were all lifting me. Um, so personally, it's been it's been really impactful, really really impactful. Amen. Well, let's talk about the global impact, though. You know, it is amazing when you think about the millions of people around the world that view it. And, and the stories, I mean, we hear stories constantly from Dallas and others about, you know, some of the emails he reads, some of the letters he reads that he receives from people literally all over the world, from all different backgrounds, many of them not even, you know, faith backgrounds, just people who have found the chosen and God is using it in their life. And many of them don't even believe God exists because um, he has so many people that, 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 you know, write in and say, I'm an atheist, but I love the chosen. Um, why do you think the chosen has such, has, has such an impact on people's lives around the globe? What makes it so attractive to people? It's a good question. Um, apart from, apart from literally the word of God being spoken in a show that looks beautiful. I think, um, what Dallas and um, Ryan and Tyler have achieved is the kind of storytelling and development of characters that is so, so deeply relatable. Um, you know, like what a brainwave to put Matthew on the spectrum. What yes. an absolute brainwave. That, I mean, you know, of all characters, and I, I got to talk to Praz a bit last week, actually, in London about that, because he said he could write a book just on on the amount of feedback and letters he's got on his character and every human every one of us these days knows somebody who is considered to be 
on the spectrum in some shape or form. So I don't think if I'm trying to think of other programs that have intentionally, you know, sought to represent those those people who maybe just don't they're not considered as normal as other people then I think I think the show is so unique in that and I would also say you know you can see God's hand leading and guiding a lot of the decisions including down to who they cast in the different roles I think of um Jordan Walker Ross and his Mm -hmm. own personal situation in life um that you know he has he has some limitations that ordinarily could have stopped him from getting the part and yet they actually chose to like bring that in to be part of who he is as as little john um and i i i just think there's there's many many times when i've looked at aspects of this production and thought that was that was a god inspiration that was a god inspiration Definitely. and then it's hard to find where there hasn't been god inspirations you know it's been like no actually that yeah it all kind of connects in so you know even the challenges that the the chosen has faced i feel like god has used that for the good because it's it's uh you know it's it's been reaching more people and that's just so powerful really powerful well, and, you, and you think about even several of the cast who, when they were trying out for the role, doing their auditions, you know, you think Elizabeth's story. I mean, The Chosen in many ways is her redemption. She was ready to completely give up acting mm-hmm. and her agent had submitted her name to try out, you know, for The Chosen. And, you know, and I love to hear her story when she tells how it was the chosen that really pulled her out of the pit literally and changed her life. And Jonathan was the same way. I mean, you know, we know the story a month or so before Dallas called him and said, you ready to put the sandals back on? You know, he has that amazing story he tells in the documentary. And when I was watching the documentary, Jonathan and Jesus, I was so glad that he had the wherewithal that day when that happened and he received the checks to record it on his phone. I mean, and then I was like, you know, and so it's amazing when you hear the cast talk about how, what point they were at in their lives or careers when the chosen came along and how God used the chosen to really transform their lives. Um, But I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's relatable, Um, the authenticity and, and everybody can relate to some character in some way within within the cast and um i was really even amazed last week when jonathan appeared on the view um oh i was gonna say like whoopi goldberg is such a huge fan i'm like come on well i think they all were and yeah but it, it 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 shows that god is given the chosen this platform to reach people wherever they're at and create conversations and i'm telling constantly people in the church, because I think still the church by and large is missing the boat when it comes to the opportunity to see the chosen as a great platform to talk to people about faith, because so many people watch it who have never even darkened the door of a church building in their life outside of a wedding or a funeral. But 
they they love the chosen and so it's 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 definitely god's hand is on it i am still amazed at how many people have yet to watch one episode especially within christianity um I'm just constantly constantly amazed but i think the authenticity um and i think dallas's humility um you know it because it, it, it's really humorous i mean he is as surprised as anyone when when things happen and 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 how god has taken this little pilot and turned it into the into the amazing phenomenon it is and it's changing hollywood it's changing the way hollywood is looking at movies and audiences and how to do movies and it's it's really is it is something new so so i always like to ask this question i asked jennifer crenshaw this question so um is you any any final thoughts or words, especially to those who have yet to watch an episode? Um, anything you want to share about the chosen that you'd like to share with us? Um, well, I think one of the biggest risks they took, but also one of the 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 biggest inspirational I ideas was actually to start the whole thing with Mary Magdalene's story. You know, yes. it's called the chosen, and yet episode one really focused on her story a lot of it mm -hmm. which i think even um liz tabish herself said it um at the london premiere you know that um this, this show really highlights women's role in yes. in the gospel you know spreading in those in those days when jesus was calling the disciples and i think I think that has been both healing and restorative for a lot of women to see, um, you know, because they were such a big part of his ministry. And, you know, I think it was a big risk for them to start with such a quite a, a heavy, uh, a heavy episode um, with Mary Magdalene having been um, demonized like and needing freedom and yet the way I think I heard an interview where you know the the writers were talking about the challenge of like 12 characters like in a tv series you'd often have maybe five key characters <laughs> here you have like not even 12 you probably realistically if you count the women you're talking like 16 easily you know 16 key characters easily exactly if you're not even counting the roman centurions the pharisees like just so many and yet they they've woven it in a way that again it's just you, you can tell that they've really sought the lord and really sought his heart to be to be shown uh both through the acting and the storytelling and the cinematography which is just still so beautiful do you know one of our team can i just say this and she was so wound up, you know, the adrenaline and everything of it. She actually was like, oh my gosh, I just need to relax. Guess what she did? She sat down and watched The Chosen, you know? Because <laughs> she just like, it just was like, oh, it settled me again. I, I think even down to the music, the mm -hmm. music's very, you know, it's it's very calming and, and settling. And again, God's hand over every aspect. I'm not even sure if that answers your initial question there but it does it does <laughs> yeah it was yeah, it, it was an amazing show 
I've always thought the first episode and what's amazing. I can watch the first episode. I've watched it. I don't know how many times. And, and I still get tears when I get to the end of that first episode and I know what's going to happen. I mean, I've watched it dozens of times and still has such an impact on me. The whole story of Mary Magdalene and that whole, and how that was very ingenious of how they started the series. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the ending of that episode is the chosen. He, he chooses Mary, um, yeah. you know, and I've called you by name. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful story. of, And that really, I think that first episode captured so many people's hearts when they first watched it, because we've heard the stories of people binge watching, um, you know, just binge watching the entire series. Um, and, and it's exciting. But, you know, one of the reasons I love it, and I said this to, to Jennifer and I shared it with um, Catherine Warnock as well. One of the reasons I love I love The Chosen is because in our ministry, our our tagline is joining Jesus in his mission. And 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 the chosen illustrates that what that looks like, how exciting it is, but how hard it is. Um, what what's that? You know, they, they flesh that out in every episode. This is what it looks like to join Jesus in his mission, to walk with him and do what he is doing. And and so, um, you know, to me, that's, I think that is the, the thing that that attracts me as I'm talking to people and they're talking to me about what does it mean to be a disciple? I said, well, you need to watch the chosen (laughs) and you'll learn what it means to be a disciple of Christ because it's, we it's woven throughout the entire series and all the episodes as, as Jesus has taken his disciples on the journey of getting ready um, for his death and resurrection. So I'm excited to to see um, how God's going to use season four um, because I know it is a much heavier season, mm-hmm. much more intense season, but I know God's going to use it in some amazing ways to to impact even more lives for the gospel. And it does create some great conversations. But thank you for taking time today in the midst of your busyness. Um, I know you have a lot of hats you're wearing these days. And man, I thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you on future prayer calls and and uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime in the future as we see where the chosen heads in the next few seasons. But thank you, Jenny, for your time. Absolutely. Thank you so much, John, for having me. Real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Michael, all I can say about Jenny Bell is she is refreshing. Yes. Um, she is refreshing and 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 I really enjoyed our time together and hoping that hoping to have another interview with her maybe down the road as we get closer to the last season of The Chosen. Um, but let's talk about some of the takeaways. One of the things that she she talked about in the interview that really struck me, Michael, was the spiritual legacy yeah. that her grandparents and her parents gave her a legacy of prayer a legacy of deep faith. She talks about, you know, as a little girl going into her grandmother's bedroom and her grandmother would be on her knees praying. And and I was thinking about that in terms of joining Jesus in his mission, which is our tagline, which is what this podcast is all about. And it dawned on me that one of, you know, we forget that one of the ways we leave a spirit, one of the ways that we, that we join Jesus, let me put it this way, one of the ways we join Jesus in his mission is by leaving a spiritual legacy for our family and our friends. I mean, that that legacy is is one of the many ways we make disciples who make disciples. Yes. As we 
pass down a legacy of faith, a legacy of prayer, a legacy of what it looks like to join Jesus in his mission. Um, and, and that really struck me because, you know, that impacted her life greatly as a young child, even before she became a Christ follower at, at camp when she was a teenager. Yeah. Um, it was just that that legacy that was left behind. And as a matter of fact, you go to Deuteronomy six verses four through seven. That's that's that entire passage where Moses is talking about legacy and leaving that legacy and passing down the faith. So that that really struck me um, at the very beginning of her story about this great legacy. What a great way to join Jesus in his mission. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, it's one of those things you could just say the whole interview is a takeaway. Yes. There, there, there wasn't any point that you couldn't lift something out, but <clears throat> one of the things we understand is when we're, when we're dealing with, with joining Jesus in his mission, God has a timing for us in so many different things. And she pointed out even the timing of when God released the chosen COVID had just hit. She had this whole thing in her wellness and health thing. She had these whole series she was beginning to do, and she got to do one of them. And then everything shut down, which meant not going into any of the uh, places that she had already had plans and calendared to go to. And uh, so the chosen at that time became the great source of encouragement. And, and she's not the only one that's told us that. I mean, almost anybody you talk to talked about the fact that the timing of this came at a time when it seemed like you were shut off from everything else. Mm. You couldn't have gone to the theater to watch it if it had been a theater production at that time. It was because it was available on the app that you could take and see. And, and so God was using it, gave people an opportunity to, to watch it because they were locked down. And it gave Christians a platform. And, and I think we've talked about this. <clears throat> we talk constantly about what it means to have gospel conversation. Mm -hmm. And that every time you begin to relate to, to someone, you don't have to <clears throat> grab them, shove them up against the wall and say, are you saved? If not, you're going to hell. And, you know, those are important issues that need to be addressed. But the chosen became a platform to people to talk about because you've pointed out there are even atheists who are writing in and say, I don't believe in God, but I love watching this. I'm learning something. And uh, joining Jesus in his mission, we have to be sensitive that it's God's timing. He is moving. He's getting folks ready. He knows who's coming across our path and when. So there's this whole understanding is God's got stuff planned for us that if we don't learn to be comfortable in his timing, we'll miss. Yes. We don't want to, we, I don't want to miss what God has for me. I don't want to miss who God has for me. <clears throat> I don't want to miss God. And if I start trying to plan so that I can be sure that I'm making things happen, I may step ahead of God or be sitting back here waiting when God's when God's already got something for me to move into. I need to understand God's timing is always perfect. We say it easily. He doesn't come early and he never comes late. Right. God's always right on time with what needs to happen in someone else's life that he uses me to speak into or be in. Amen. 
And that is so critical to joining Jesus in his mission. We have to be sensitive to God's timing um, because you never know when he's going to call you to join him in what he's doing. And, and then and then the last takeaway is, is very similar to what we talked about with Jennifer Crenshaw, yeah. that the reason The Chosen is so popular, and I think it's, it's worth reemphasizing this, is because of its authenticity. As, as Jenny put it, it's relatable. Uh, and, and people watch The Chosen and they find themselves, if, they, if they're on the spectrum, I mean, they, they, they find themselves relating to Matthew. Um, if, if, they, if they battled through a life in the past has been about depression or brokenness, they immediately identify with Mary Magdalene. <laughs> you know, if, um, if they, they battle with putting their foot in their mouth, they, they, they empathize with, with Peter. I mean, you know this. I mean, you, just, you, find, you find a character and you say, I can so relate to that. It's so, and it is, it's so relatable. It's so authentic. People are looking for that which is real. And that's why they like it, which reminds us that we need to be relatable. We need yes. to be out there. In addition, though, I love, I, lo I love the fact that it is a real-time, real-life teaching example of what it looks like to join Jesus in his mission. It is a living illustration. I mean, every episode uh, you, you see illustrated in flesh and blood, here's what it looks like to follow Jesus. This is what it looks like to join Jesus and what he's doing and understanding, especially as we get into season four, that it's not easy. No. Um, that sometimes, maybe more than sometimes, maybe, maybe many times, following Jesus means I have to step out of my comfort zone. I may have to lay down my life, literally, um, to follow Jesus. And and, and, and so I, I love The Chosen because it does illustrate for us the joys and the sorrows, the heights of excitement, and then also the depths of difficulty as you walk through the Christian life. And, and again, that brings it back to what's relatable. Um, I think so many times Christian movies, if they're not careful, they, they, they tend to sugarcoat. <laughs> In the past, they've really been good at this. Lately, the new ones coming out are really very, very much about realism and being relatable because that's the world we live in. We live in a broken world and people can relate to characters, but they can see the redemption in it as they watch The Chosen. So, again, that just reminds us, Michael, we've talked about it so many times on this on this on this podcast that if we're going to reach people with the gospel, especially Gen Z's. You better be authentic. Um, you better be real. Um, people want relatable. They want to know that um, you're you're a person that that's gone through life, and you understand where they're coming from. So um, that's that's really critical. But right now, um, as we're as we're recording this and releasing it, um, season four, the first three episodes are in the theaters. They're going to be releasing them three episodes at a time, and then releasing them to the to the stream to the app and everything. Um, but it's a powerful and in season four, uh, everything's starting to ramp up. The tension's beginning to build as Jesus is making his way toward Jerusalem um, for the um, triumphant entry and Passover and his crucifixion. And so as we did the last few episodes, since this is a chosen related episode, 
we do want to show the trailer from season four before we wrap up today. Darkness is not the absence of light. It's more uncontrollable and sinister. You were there, waiting. Because the darkness is not dark to you. At least, not always. The coming darkness was too deep for us to grasp. It would appear that we now want the same thing as pilots. Senior leaders in every district should question and expose Jesus. I just can't stop seeing how we could be doing things faster and more efficiently. You deserve a stipend for your specialized work. You can at least make sure that you have resources to keep the mission going. My ledgers are in the red. I told you to make life difficult for the followers of Jesus. It is on this rock that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This infernal chaos. Why can no one control these people? What just happened to all of you? It's about to get worse. Now that I'm here, physical death does not interrupt our eternal life. Lazarus! Come out! I remember you wishing there could be another way. And looking back, I do too. I still don't know why it has to be this way. The bitter often mingled with the sweet. You told us it would be like that. With how you lived. The Man of Sorrows. Acquainted with grief. Yeah. Wow. That's all you can say when you see that trailer is wow. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, we encourage you to go to the theaters um, because um, you can enjoy it on the app and on TV. But there's something about the big screen experience and being with other people watching it. Um, and so we just encourage you to do that. As we wrap up today, let me just encourage you, as always, please share this with others. If you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, like it, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Rooftop TV. If you're watching this on Spotify or any of the other um, podcast um, platforms, um, please leave a review and also subscribe so you'll get notifications of when the next episode is released. And then if you want to know more about The Rooftop, go to our website, therooftop.org. And that's where you can learn more about our ministry and the vision God has given us to make a million disciples in 100 countries. And also on the website, you can learn more about the Rooftop Discipleship Summit that is coming up next month in March in Arlington, Texas. You can be with us in person or online. Cesar Kalinowski from Everyday Disciple will be one of our special guests 
along with Pastor Sam Tollett from Cumberland Fellowship in Crossville, Tennessee. Dennis Peathers, our founder, will be speaking. Stephen Gockroger, the chairman of our International Council. Um, a number of us will be involved in this two-day event designed to help us understand how do we make disciples who make disciples outside the walls of our church building. So join us. Um, if you can join us, um, you can't be there live, register. It's free, by the way. Register and sign up to watch it online, but don't watch it by yourself. Invite others to watch it with you and be a part of this interactive experience of learning how to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So thank you for taking time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast or watch it. And we thank you for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you next week on Rooftop Perspectives.